Hello, welcome to Financial Markets Weekly, an audio podcast by Succinct Information. This is a professional summary, free of noise, focused on facts, and straight to the point. We help you save time while covering the key events and market performance. These are the highlights from last week. Late last night, Biden signed the measure that averted a government shutdown just hours before the deadline. Earlier, lawmakers and the Senate had passed legislation with bipartisan backing to extend funding through mid-November. Last week, financial markets remained under the influence of the recent hawkish stance adopted by the Fed, resulting in the S&P 500 index marking its fourth consecutive week of declines, after falling 0.74% to 4288, in line with European and Asian benchmarks. In terms of sectors in US markets, last week, the utilities index fell 7% with electric power company, NextEra Energy, plunging 15%. This week marked the end of Q3, with the S&P 500 losing 3.6%, its worst quarter of the year although it remains almost 12% higher year-to-date. A notable loser in Q3 was Apple with a 12% fall, the worst performance for a mega-cap stock during the quarter. Regarding economic data, on Friday, US and Eurozone updates confirmed the disinflationary trend. The key releases include US personal consumption expenditures, or PCE prices, which rose by 3.5% year-on-year in August, marginally higher than the previous month, but the core PCE measure, the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, fell to 3.9% from 4.3% in July, the first reading below 4% in more than two years. Although the update shows an improved inflation picture, price pressures remain well above the Fed's 2% target. In other data in the US, the final reading for GDP in Q2 was confirmed at plus 2.1% annualized, reflecting the economy's resilience. However, new home sales for August fell sharply, as did the consumer confidence indicator, while durable goods improved. In Europe, September's preliminary data shows that inflation fell to the lowest in two years, as price pressures subsided across nations. The headline reading was 4.3% year-on-year, well below the 5.2% recorded in August, while the core measure eased to 4.5% from 5.3%, the biggest drop in three years. In Germany, the headline inflation rose by 4.3%, well below the 6.4% recorded in August. On to currency and interest rates markets where the dollar continues to appreciate, accumulating 11 straight weeks of gains with the DXY index reaching the highest level since November. The index posted its best quarter in the past 12 months with a 3.2% quarterly gain, as the dollar advances the most against the British pound, the Japanese yen and the Aussie dollar. Sterling ended the worst month in September since last year's mini-budget crisis, falling nearly 4% to 1 spot 22. Bond markets continue to suffer as yields shift higher again, reaching fresh multi-year highs. 10-year U.S. Treasury yields moved upward for a fourth consecutive week to 4.57%, the highest since October 2007. Moody's warned earlier in the week that the U.S. credit rating could be downgraded in the event of a government shutdown, which was finally avoided yesterday.
British gilts sold off, lifting the yield curve by 10 to 20 basis points across maturities, and the 10-year benchmark ended higher at 4.44%. Commodity markets were active with diverging performance. Energy futures gained while precious and most base metals, grains and softs fell. Brent crude oil advanced 2.2% to $95.30, and natural gas posted its best week in more than three months, up 11% to $2.93, to close at the highest level in seven months. Weather forecasts show warmer-than-average temperatures in the U.S. during the next week. Wheat's December contract declined 6.5% to 541 cents per bushel, the lowest in three years after the USDA estimated the season's harvest 4% above its previous estimate, and well above analysts' expectations. Wheat prices have been declining on ample Russian and Ukrainian supplies. The front-month contract is down 35% year-to-date. Finally, gold suffered its steepest weekly drop in more than two years, down 4% to 1848, its lowest level in six months, and is now nearly flat in 2023. The Fed's hawkish outlook for interest rates and the strength of the dollar reduced the appeal to own gold. That's all for this week. Please subscribe to the channel and help us promote it. Visit succinct.info to learn more about our subscription service. Have a good week.